spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. The medicine go down. The medicine go down in the most delightful way. <laughs> I'm the boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's back. It's ten minutes with the fucking boogeyman. I feel like I'm doing the fucking Ted Bunny, Ted Bundy tapes right here. I was just watching that shit. It was creepy. Is it good? I haven't seen it. Well, there's like that, uh, the hot guy, Zac Efron. He, he played in the movie. He is actually unbelievable. I was like, you know what? What a dynamic change from like, you know, Baywatch shirts off to like Ted Bundy. So maybe he's like a secret creep or something. You like Zac Efron, huh? He's dreamy. What can I say? Great hair too. <laughs> <laughs> What are you up to? What the nothing? I just got done work. Um, yeah, called got got you on the podcast because you fucking went on a different one. Yeah, well, you know what? You didn't have time for me. You're too busy hanging out with fucking bad country there, Dylan Carmen, your new best friend, your new best friend Tanner. <laughs> you guys, you guys are talking about doing fucking shows together. You guys are gonna be on Big Brother together. It's a bunch of bullshit fucking big country shit I got, res- <laughs> I got respect for you but don't steal my friends no <laughs> hey, <laughs> nobody nobody's stealing friends we're just adding new friends yeah no it was <laughs> he's actually pretty good i like it he's funny yeah he's a funny guy he's, yeah i told him he's like a uh, fucking we should just call him big jason statham now like his his acting is impeccable and you know what maybe i'll encourage him to take his shirt off more he was like getting all serious about it and i was like buddy fucking own it man let's get you some like hair transplants into your chest hair more so you have like a thicker fuller chest hair and you know what we'll just rock it man we'll fucking do it we can do a bay watch i'll be zach afron he'll be the rock it'll be awesome there is a fat guy on bay watch what's his name jonah hill i think don't ever call dylan fat again that's fucked up man. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did agree to do a shirtless selfie with you though in quebec Oh, yeah, we're going to Quebec together. That's going to be fucking cool. Yeah. You know, it'll be nice because we'll go for breakfast and, like, I won't have to just smile and nod at him and, like, check my eye translate. We can just have a conversation. I might go over there and fucking train with his ass, too. You never know. Might as well. He's probably get good rounds in. Yeah, he's fucking, he's a great fighter, man. I'd love to I'd love to go over there and work with him. Yeah. Did you happen to watch the, uh, the Triple G, or not Triple G, but Canelo Jacobs fight on the weekend? Yeah, Canelo's unbeatable. Uh, he uh, he looked outstanding. You know what? Uh, I was talking to Rich about that, and Rich was like, you know what? He gained a lot of confidence from the Triple G fights. And, you know, you got a dangerous guy, skilled guy like Jacobs in there, and you're just sitting there doing, like, nine-punch combination slips and, like, not even firing back. Like, he's just showing off. And it was super impressive. You know, I don't see anybody beating him. They're talking about Earl Spence stepping up, but 
Earl Spence is a great boxer. He's a lot smaller than uh, Canelo, and Canelo <laughs> has taken punches from probably the two hardest punchers in the middleweight division, flush on the chin, and it hasn't even phased him at all. Triple G and Jacobs, like yeah. you know what I mean. So but he's not getting knocked out anytime soon. No, I mean anybody can be knocked out, especially with like accumulation. But he can take a shot, man. Yeah. That's what's up. So normally when I talk to you, I don't usually like to do it on fight week. Hey, you know, I got jealous, and so did you, because I did a different podcast, so we were just like, well, fuck it, we'll do it live. So we're going to talk, and we're going to do the podcast. Well, usually you're in town for the podcast. Don't you, like, sometimes do one in Edmonton? Yeah. We've done that before. Like, we're kind of just doing it live, like, as we go. And so, you know what? You, this is a special exception. I got some downtime here. I'm just kind of relaxing. Fucking trailer park here. It's uh, it's good times. It's a uh, nice sunny day out here on the west coast. I heard you guys got some snow in Calgary and Saskatchewan. <laughs> Bro, we not only got snow, we got the most yeah. snow that we got all year. <laughs> what the fuck is going on out there, man? I don't know. It's horrible. I feel it's... sorry for you guys. It's that I, I actually have to take my shirt off. It's like mandatory. Like I don't even want it. It's like I have to. It's too hot. Well, it's nice here now. All the snow's gone. It's twenty degrees. Yeah. It's good. I actually went fishing on the weekend. Didn't catch a fucking thing, though. Well, the water must be nice and high out there. You know what? I think I'm going to do some fishing. Someone was telling me you can go crawfish fishing out here, and I was like, you know what? I'll get myself a little net and some uh, goggles, and uh, I'm go scuba diving and catch some of those little fuckers. You know what? I'm going to hook you up with my friend Dylan Wilson, who lives on the island. He actually has a fishing I'm not boat. friends with anybody named Dylan. You don't have to be Period. friends with them. Those are your friends. They're my your friends. Your friends named Dylan. Yeah. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan will take you fishing for halibut. That'd be cool. I like halibut, man. That shit's expensive, too. He, I like it. He's got his own boat down in Victoria. He catches a lot of fucking halibut. I'm into it, man. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Why don't you come out here and come fishing, man? You're going to be too busy filming with Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> This is basically how like all my relationships would go, pretty much. So. I, I would I would yeah. come out there, but I feel like you'd be too busy uh, recording the fucking Great Fight North with those morons over in Ottawa. You know what, Jason Tufakis, which I learned that's how you Tufakis? pronounce his name, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Tufakis. It's very difficult because I just took a guess and he said that's pretty close. He's a gentleman, sir. He's and nice. I have no problems. Yeah, repping him, and he makes great fight posters. You know, Tanner, I think. Uh, you know, I think uh, maybe we're headed in a different direction. <laughs> It's not me, it's you. Yeah. It's not you, it's me. No, no, no it's, uh, it was cool. They, uh, uh, Mel set that up, actually. They, they called me, and they, they do a serious, like, boxing show, and, you know, fucking, our shit's full of shenanigans. So I was like, you know what, let's change the pace a little bit here. So what the fuck's going on with you, man? What are you up to? Um, nothing. We're getting ready for uh, an announcement here probably in the next month. We're not going to talk anything about it now, but we got a, a fun announcement in the next month. You already know about it, but it's awesome. We'll drop that. It's awesome. It'll be a good time this year. It's going to be busy. I like it. Oh, fuck yeah, man! It's going to be a very busy year. I'm trying to fight every month here. Uh, this fucking chia lemon water is pissing me off because it's like in your beard. It's not in my beard, is it? Yeah. It is. No, I don't think so. Your beard's getting pretty fucking long there, man. That's impressive. I, I just I just trimmed it yesterday. It was fucking huge. Cool. Yeah, it's impressive, man. I gotta get a haircut here too. I'm trying to clean up my act. Okay, let let's switch over to another funny topic, and that's Dario Berdisi and working at FedEx. He's working at FedEx with Chiapetta. <laughs> Why? Why is Dar? We're gonna, you know what? <laughs> 
explains a lot. I thought he was in Montreal. Where the fuck is Dar anyway? Uh, I, I seen a uh, an Instagram video yesterday of Dario mm. working at a FedEx desk in full FedEx attire. You know, he's not cut out for that shit. Right? That, no. that, that shit's about to blow up in his face. We're, we're going to find out. Yeah, he's going to get caught stealing packages or something. You never know. Who knows? Can't, he can't be trusted. Dario will betray whoever he works for. You can count on that. Guaranteed. Now, I want to get mm. back to this this water because I drink this water in the morning. Mm. But I have an issue with getting the chia seeds stuck in my mustache. Mm. Um, maybe we'll get. I saw this thing on Instagram yesterday. This Asian dude like put this like mask on, and you couldn't even tell like protected his skin. So maybe we get one like for like a beard or like some sort of beard net. Yeah. And you know what? Like it's um, you gotta be careful with the beard, though, man. You gotta shampoo it twice a day. You gotta take good care of it because all these idiots post all this shit on Facebook. Like, oh, your beard has like ten times the bacteria as like a toilet seat. And I'm like, well, yeah, if you're a donkey and don't clean your shit. So I don't even like respond to like when people post that and they're like, hey, penguins. I'm like, no, I have showers and I use antibacterial soap in my beard. That's like the one thing I make sure I do with my beard. Make sure there's no bacteria, because you don't know where I've been. I get all my beard products from Mammoth Beard Company. Use their beard soap, their beard oil. Fucking, you gotta you gotta wash it though, because a mutual friend of ours, a female, sent me this fucking Facebook thing. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly what I'm talking. About. We're not paying attention to that. She knows who she is. Well, I was gonna get you to look real close into the camera because you just had like a ball of chia seeds in your. <laughs> No, I got it, man. I got, I got preparation. My buddy, my buddy's, uh, uh, he's East Indian, and he's had a beard since we were like, I don't know, probably like eleven. It's fucking hilarious. He, uh, he was actually probably the biggest kid ever I seen growing up. He played football in Surrey, and we're playing a tournament at like twelve years old. This dude's got a beard underneath his helmet, and I was like, holy shit, whose dad is that? And then I saw him front kick a guy on a kickoff, and like the guy went flying like straight three hundred style, like real life. I was like, oh, man, we're in fucking trouble. And this dude beat our ass. And you know what? I've been watching him take care of his beard naturally for, you know, almost two decades now. So I got it down to point. I can almost feel it. Like, it's almost like cat whiskers. I can feel when something's on the end of it. Just quickly grab it. Now, if you had to shave that thing off again, would you miss it? Okay. Do you want me to shut off the camera and go do an interview with Great White North? Let's not talk about crazy hypothetical situations that are never going to happen. So, anyways, <laughs> moving on. All right, let's get down to business. May 11th, <clears throat> the Vogue Theater, you're back after yeah. a year. Yeah, you know what? It's, uh, it's long overdue, man. Like, we had a couple offers. There was, um, you know, we had a fight offered back in December. I wasn't in a position to take it. I, I, I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't living in uh, where I uh, where I train, and so I wasn't going to do that. And then we got an offer. Uh, I think it was back in February or March. And uh, you know, I got to respect Rich. Rich was like, "Man, like, how do you want to do this this year? Like, do you want to fight real guys? Do you want to just scrape by? Like, he's like, what if you can't go eight rounds?" And I was like, "I can go eight rounds." And he put me on the pads for eight rounds, and uh, I had to agree with him. Uh, I was not in shape to do it, and. Like, here's the thing. I don't want to just be able to last eight rounds. I don't want to just be able to last six rounds. Like, you know, I want to be able to dominate and go hard and push the pace and have proper technique for eight rounds. So, you know, we took a step back, um, you know, and then the opportunity came up to fight in Vancouver. And so it was all, it all kind of like worked out, worked out for a reason. And, uh, you know, we got this show in, in Vancouver coming up. I'm super excited. You know, like my whole family will be there, all my friends. You know, we're fighting, you know, a real guy. He's a big boy. Uh, he's fought 
lots of world champions. He's fought Parker, Price, Christian Hammer, Dillian White. Uh, you know, he's pretty much fought the who's who of mm. boxing. And so it's like to bring that fight into Vancouver and not do it a cheap out and take a guy off the couch or off a bar stool and have me just punch him around. Um, you know, it's going to give the people of Vancouver something to get excited about. And I got a lot of respect for Lee and uh, Lee Baxter Promotions and Mel allowing uh, allowing me to fight outside the organization is is is, is crucial, right? Bring, bring heavyweight boxing to Vancouver, do a classy show, and uh, we're going to get down. You can count on that. It's the first time in 12 years? Yeah, something like that. They've had, like, some amateur shows and I think some pro-am shows, but, you know, nothing like this. Um, they used to f- do fights at the, at the River Rock, but, uh, you know, the problem is, is a lot of these promoters, they have a little bit of success and then they start thinking about, uh, you know, just making dollars mm. as opposed to, like, slowly building it over time, like, get people's interest. And so, you know, when you got heavyweights on the card, especially a local guy, and, you know, like, I don't have shitty fights. Like, I, it, win, lose, draw, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to be I'm gonna be pushing the pace and having an exciting fight. I think it's something that people will hopefully get behind because I think it's a, it's a really cool venue. It's right in the heart of downtown, like, literally, like, right on Granville Street. And so uh, we're going to get, uh, get a chance to get, like, some world-class boxers in there. We've got some local guys. We've got Bizzle's making uh, his debut. I've, I've actually sparred with him quite a bit. And mm-hmm. he's, he's going to have an exciting show, lots of kickboxing fights, lots of amateur fights. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm fighting a big boy, 6'3", 260, and uh, we're going to get down. And then you have some other stuff set up for the rest of the year. We don't even need to talk about it right now. I need to focus on yeah. what's going on on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be a busy year. Yeah, you know, like I would like to fight every. I would like to fight every month, but it, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. But it'll be at least every two months. This one will be every month. We're going to go June. Uh, we're going to go May, June. Uh, we're looking at stuff for July, and I just want to stay active, right? I got uh, I got fifteen fights right now. I want to get at least twenty by the end of the year. And, uh, you know, there's lots of action going on. I just saw today that uh, Chris Norad from uh, Halifax is going out and fighting Huey Fury, yeah. which is probably, I think if you took all of his opponents, I think he's 15-0, and 0, if you took all of his opponents and put them together, I don't think they could beat uh, Huey Fury. But, uh, you know, good for him for stepping up. And, uh, you know, hopefully that'll mean that he'll step up in the rest of Canada and fight the rest of us real guys because there are some real guys. Oh, yeah. You know, like Canada has right right now, you know, me, Maladin, um, uh, Dylan, uh, Simon, uh, Tislanko, like, you know, like those guys are fighting on top rank shows. There's, you know, like they're fighting internationally. They're stepping up in competition. Oscar Rivas is going and fighting uh, Dillian White. I know he's not Canadian, but still, he's still located here. Mm. There's, uh, there's some real guys here. And so, um, you know, and that's just in the heavyweight division. You got Ryan Ford fighting internationally. You got like all kind. You got Steve Claggett having one of the fights of the year. Uh, me, Steve and I are actually working on trying to get on the same show. I wanted him on the Vancouver show, but it was just a little bit too soon. Yeah. And uh, you know, we're gonna try to set something up with that because, like, you know, like these are world class, world ranked boxers, and it's like, you know, I think uh, once Canada gets behind us and sees us win on an international stage, it'll pick up some momentum. I think Steve's had a lot to do with a lot of the success for Canadian boxing. He's been grinding hard for a really long time. And, like, he's a road warrior. Yeah. Yeah, Steve goes everywhere. So Steve is, uh, you know, highly skilled, right? And he's 
he's he's a he's a fighter. He's a boxer. Got tons of fights. Good amateur career, as far as I know. I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't checked on that in a while. But like, he's you know he goes everywhere, fights anybody, takes tough fights, like gets out of his comfort zone. I think he's been counted out in pretty much all of his last fights. And, uh, you know, he's always going in as the underdog, but he goes in there and he gets after it. Mm-hmm. He's a fighter through and through. He sparred and trained with some of the best, Danny Garcia. And, and uh, you know, so i got a huge respect for him, man. I'd love to, you know, either be on his undercard or co-main event or whatever they want to do. Yeah, that'd be dope. Uh, he did make an Instagram post today, and you said Tyson Fury was the best-dressed boxer on the planet. It's unbelievable. You know, a lot of guys, you know, he's highly underrated. I saw him wearing... Uh, a green sport coat and some tight khaki shorts with like knee high white socks. And I think they were air force ones. And it's like, that's an unbelievable combo. I mean, how do you can be with that? Right. He's got the flower shirts. He wears the Hawaiian and you know what? He's living his best life. So yeah. and he's, and he's going to knock out Tom Schwartz in a few weeks. Or, that's, <laughs> that's Dario's buddy. Dario and Tom Schwartz are tight. Like Dario really? actually, yeah. Dario actually picked Tom Schwartz to win. And secretly that's his pound for pound. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> i did see tyson tyson fury training in a pair of flashy underwear the other day which was impressive yeah yeah the guy does what he wants i got respect for that and you know what i live in a you know i'm a jippo too and so i gotta respect what the man does you know i gotta get i gotta get his uh whoever dresses him or whoever buys his wardrobe it looks like he honestly got it at a second hand store like you yeah. know in pulp fiction like where they kill the guy and they gotta change the clothes the yeah. guy. and uh, tarantino gives him like the shitty 90s clothes like that looks like fury's wardrobe like somebody just handed him shit that just didn't fit him and he just strapped it all together <laughs> you seem mentally in a very good place right now Oh yeah, man. Like it's, you know, you just eliminate stress and, uh, you know, I'm always so pissed off and I want to go fight everybody. And like, uh, you know, I kind of let anger, anger take over sometimes. Cause I think that's what you need to fight and go train hard, but it's not really, you got to enjoy what you do. And, you know, I'm in a good spot right now. Um, you know, I got an opportunity to, <clears throat> you know, to, to, to come back stronger and come back better and, and training camp went really good. You know, I made some adjustments that, uh, you don't know unless you have like a long amateur career and like, you know, Rich and I haven't been working together that long. I think we, as many fights as we've done together, we've had as many fights off as two. We were together for a year uh, fighting. And then, you know, then uh, uh, we were, we've been training now for another few months, but uh, you know, we're just starting to get in stride. I'm just starting to get the strength conditioning stuff. I did way more weights this training camp, way, way more strength and conditioning. I got a really good physiotherapist, uh, Greg Kirk's his name. He's actually in Victoria and he's unbelievable. He got, uh, you know, my body balanced. Uh, we do a lot of exercises that adjust everything. And so like I'm following through all my punches. I think people are going to be surprised at how fast I am this year. And people are going to be getting their faces jabbed off. They're not going to be able to do anything about it. Uh, I did listen to that other podcast you were on and you did say something that was interesting to me. Um, last year when we were fucking around on the internet so much that, yeah. that really wasn't you. No, it's it's one of those things, like, like I had fun with it, and I don't regret it, and, like, you know, like, it's not like anybody forced me to do it, yeah, but, I did. uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it was one of those things, like, like, looking back at it, like, that's, like, I'm not a clown, like, I'm not, like, I do like to be entertaining with, like, my friends, and, like, my small story, like, me yeah. and you, we bullshit, and, like, we laugh and have a good time, but to put it out there like that and make everything spectacle, you know, like realistically, like who I am is like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to do something to you. Yeah. And so like, uh, you know, it, uh, it was kind of exhausting and it caught up to me at the end. I even posted a video on it today. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, 
it's uh, it's tough, like, you know, answering to everybody, trying to be that guy that everybody wants you to be to sell their fights. And, and it's fine. I got my name on the map. But, you know, realistically, I want to, like, solidify my place with my skills. Yeah. And uh, that's where I should be. And uh, that's what I should be doing. And you know what, man? Like, times change. Like, that whole Conor McGregor. Mayweather like strutting around shit talking like nobody cares about all these like Instagram heroes like what are those dorks who fought like Paul or whatever like everyone's trying to get rich quick and it's like everybody's like kind of got exposed to that because you got Khabib who's just like fuck you send me your location yeah and it's like you know I like that's you know the people that I'm around a lot of my friends are like old school like serious people and they're like, what are you doing, man? And I was like, man, I'm just trying to make a living you know like I'm trying to like sell these fights and try like because nobody knows who I am you know like I. I, I didn't have an amateur record. Like I just kind of like jumped onto the map through football and uh, got to where I got. But now it's like you're gonna see a different guy. You know, like if you got a problem with me or if you've done something to me, I'm just gonna like yeah. do something to you and, and finish you off. What I felt like that whole thing was like kind of opening the door behind the scenes because like when we're together, we just fuck mm. we fuck around. Yeah, we just oh, have yeah, fun for sure. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like we just like we kind of just opened the doors for it. And what that did is it just kind of created too much attention, too much distractions for stuff that's like just for us, right? Yeah, it, <laughs> like, was, it was too big. Yeah, it did. It got, it got crazy, and it's it would have been fine if uh, <clears throat> you know if I kept my focus, but I didn't because you know like there's a lot of moving pieces. Like you know people <laughs> are dynamic in that way. Like there's a lot of I had a lot of stuff going on in my life at that time, and. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't balance it all and like, you know, who cares, right? Like you grow and move on and made made a name for myself and if people want to hold on to that, then yeah. that's their fault for not growing off of that. Now these little videos that you've been dropping a couple times during the week that you recorded over on the mainland, they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. The guy's name is Jeremy Dishan. He actually he filmed a show uh, called uh, Growing Exposed. He's really big in the cannabis industry, so we're going to be doing more stuff with that. It was actually weird because he – He's been a friend of mine for a long time. He used to film these videos called Drunk in Public when he was, like, 20 years old or something. Like, back when, before there were cell phone cameras and, like, you get away with stuff. And, like, if you ever get a chance, like, try to find some of those videos. It's, like, just, like, the most messed up site. Like, they, they would literally, like, tear down their own houses and, like, tie them to monster trucks and crash into each other and, like, crash through people's houses. Like, they did, like, the craziest stuff. So he's got a huge film background. And uh, he was like, yeah, let's film a show. And we ended up just talking. And he was talking about what he was there. I was like, well, you know, like, I'm, I support the cannabis industry, too, through, uh, you know, CBD stuff and and uh, <clears throat> and, and uh, different companies uh, that I work with for marketing. And uh, so we ended up doing a whole interview on that and how, you know, there's a lot of health benefits to it, especially for fighters, like how I don't have to take pain medication anymore. I don't take Advil, Tylenol, nothing because of uh, CBD and other anti-inflammatories like turmeric and, you know, just health benefits. We ended up doing a big thing on that. And that camera he had, it was funny because I sent him, he's like, well, I want to do something cool and like new and dynamic in like a dark gym and i sent him a couple clips like from you know the punisher and just some a couple other boxing things and he goes i have that camera that they filmed the punisher in he's like i have that camera and so he was able to do like it does like slow motion and real time at the same time Mm -hmm. it can film both and so it's a super cool expensive camera and it was like it was uh, really fun to be a part of doing the filming we're gonna do some more stuff too he uh he did a really good job uh, when you fight, you always have a very interesting walkout song. Yeah, you had "Princes yeah. of the Universe" by Queen. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's so gangster nowadays. They're so dumb. They're so gangster. I can't, you know, like like when Ford comes out to like a gangster ass song, I'm like, that okay. fits. Like I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's what it is, right? But it's like you know, like all these guys are coming out, they're all hyped up, man. Like it's like, you know, you're not fighting them on the way to the ring, but uh, you know, I I just like to have fun, and I'm a weirdo. And so, like, you know, like, anytime I can pick, like, a super weird song where people are kind of like, did you just really come out to that song? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I did. 80s was dope, man. That was when music was in its prime. You could just go be a rock star, make millions, and then die die in your 30s and yeah. be a living legend. Right. <laughs> you've, time used, for good. you've used the arsonist lullaby before. I like that one. Yeah, use the arsonist lullaby. Use Kayla, down we go. I use Q Lazarus, goodbye horses. <laughs> that one's from, amazing. <laughs> that one, I got on the bus. So yeah, that was like my favorite one. And then, uh, yeah, I, I always just do different stuff. And you know, so, sometimes I walk out and like in my head, like I've told myself, I'm like, this song's gonna get everybody fired up, and everyone's just kind of like, no, we don't get it, man. I'm like, shit, I should have gone with the other one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember the Q Lazarus one. That one that one made me laugh. And I, I actually yeah. used it in your podcast theme song. Yeah, I love it. It's the best. <laughs> it's, one of songs. it's a great song. If you listen to the lyrics, it's very meaningful. It means something. Oh, yeah, it means something. Right? <laughs> you tug it between your legs and do the Buffalo Bill. Man, yeah. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, isn't that a great big fan person? <laughs> uh, we're going to see you back in Edmonton this year, correct? Yeah, I think uh, Stan wants to get after it in uh, September. So, Ooh. yeah, we're uh, we got lots of we got lots of fights, man. That's got, you know that's three days after my birthday, so I'm going to be there for that one. Oh, cool! Uh, I fucking hope so, Tanner. I've heard some rumors <laughs> about me maybe coming in to the June fifteenth one. Oh yeah, yeah. that'll be exciting. Well, it's Grand Prix that week in uh, in Montreal, and uh, so there should be a lot of people, a lot of people kicking around there, and uh, that's going to be a great show, man. That's the last time we were there. There was what six thousand people there, and then you know Dylan knocked out Simon, and they're doing their rematch. Super good for boxing, like good on them for getting that fight and setting it up. And I think that that's going to be a cool show. Like after my, I'll probably be. Maybe the co-main event. Well, I won't be the co-main event, but I'll be on the undercard. So yeah. I'm not even going to go back and get changed. I'm just going to cut off my shit and sit there and watch it. Well, what did they do? 6,000 when you headlined against Simon? Yeah, they did 6,000. I think they did one of their biggest pay-per-view buys too, right? So yeah. there, was, uh, there was a lot of people watching. There was a lot of hype around that fight. and It was cool that I got to be a part of it. And, you know, like we'll uh, we'll see what they do this time. Uh, they're, they're all being quiet, which is... Which is normal, which is what you should be doing. Uh, they're they're obviously focused on the fight, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how it turns out. We'll see we'll see who makes the most adjustments. And uh, you know, I like big country, so I'm rooting for him. It's going to be interesting to see how Simon mentally reacts to being knocked out that bad because it was bad. Yeah, you know, like you got starched, right? And so, you know, like it's, it's we'll see what he's made out of, right? Like I never count anybody out, you know, like. Uh, it's a tough sport and he's made it this far. So, you know, like, uh, you gotta, you gotta respect him for getting back in there and, and wanting to get after it. Right. So that's my, that's my political answer for the day. So in your videos, there's something that people have been calling you apparently. And that's the most dangerous puncher in Canada. Yeah. Somebody wrote that. I was like, dope. I'm going to use that. (laughs) 
Who wrote that? <laughs> Uh, I think Lee did actually. Oh, Lee I read the write up. Yeah, he said I was like one of the most dangerous punishers in camp. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, cool. I respect. I was, that. Like, I'm gonna, I was like, I'm gonna go with that. I mean, was, I might be. I, as far as I know, you know, I've knocked a lot of thirteen fights, twelve knockouts. You know, like that's that's something, right? And and like I did not know how to punch for most of those fights. Like I was moving backwards, falling forward, punching sideways, throwing loop and punches. So like. Now that I'm learning how to punch, maybe uh, maybe maybe everybody will agree. Right now, it's just probably me and you and a few other people that I've knocked out that would agree. <laughs> I'm going to agree with it. Fuck it. Why not? D- fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Okay. This do it live thing is taking on a life of its own because I've had people message me, fuck it, do it live. And not from not, it's not you. Yeah. Well, the, the, you got to see the clip. Like, there's something about news reporters going crazy or fucking up. That's just like beyond funny to me, right? Like when he was doing that, I was like, oh man, like that guy is fucking crazy. Like that was like after like a bad Coke binge or something. <laughs> Fuck it, read it. It's like, how do you treat people you work with like that? <laughs> you imagine spazzing out with people at your work like that? You'd be arrested, but it's like, you know, yeah, you sent me put the, up with it. You sent me the clip. It's hilarious because he's like literally as mad as a person can get. Yeah, he's he's losing, it. and then like when the camera's zooming away, he's like ripping his microphone. He's like, "Fucking stupid thing sucks." What's that guy's name again? I can't remember. Yeah, it's 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 funny. Check it out. Just a news reporter loses it. If you just Some go damn to rather, yeah, if you just go to Google and type in "fuck it," we'll do it live. It'll yeah, probably it's come out. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I like that guy. He's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the plan? You got a couple days till the fight now. You're not obviously not training hard. No, I'm not doing shit, man. I'm just kind of stretching out. I'm going to roll out here. We did our last sort of like workout on Monday. Got a good sweat, hit the pads a bit. Then I'll go in tonight and just kind of move around, shadow box, visualize, stretch it out, keep it light, you know, stay positive, keep my mind on it. Like this week I've, I've taken a lot of time to like really focus on uh, focus on this fight because you know other times I just I get too busy running around and it's not it's not even like anybody's fault it's just I just leave too much stuff to the last minute and I'm stressed about things and this time I'm like you know what man like I'm just gonna have fun relax and enjoy this and and luckily uh, I had some people help me out with uh, training camp this year so I didn't have to work as much nice uh, uh, this training camp I was, st- I was still doing my still doing my thing but I, I'm lucky I got really good support a lot of people want to see me come back and uh, and uh, and do what I do what they know I can so the guy's name is Bill O'Reilly Bill O'Reilly yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kick it with Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> like Bill, let's go on party, man. I'll relapse. <laughs> so I seen a picture of this fellow you're fighting. He's a scary looking dude. Oh yeah, yeah, he's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he'll he'll be standing nose to nose for me if he's not taller than me because he was taller than Dillian and Dillian's pretty much the same height as. Uh, as AJ and AJ is like six, six or something like that. But like, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be standing eye to eye to me. He fought auto wall and auto wall and now six, four, six, five. And, and, uh, so yeah, it's, he's a big guy. He's, he's got 19 wins and 17 knockouts. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're going to, it's a real fight. And, uh, he's fought a lot internationally. He's fought, uh, like I said, he's fought f- former world champions, current world champions. And, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's an interesting fight, and and like I said in one of my videos there, like I want to fight real guys. You know, yeah. it would have been easy for us 
she just grabs some guy off a bar stool or some local guy who's like, you know, whatever, like Owen or some of these guys, if I get like four and seven, I'm not interested in doing that. Like if I have to, if I don't know the promoter, like I will, but, uh, you know, I want to fight guys who, who've done something and kind of go on the same path as some of these top mm-hmm. guys and, and challenge myself a little bit. So if you're 24 years old, it might be a different story. Yeah. I don't even care for it. I, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if I was 24, I'd still be trying to do it. I just, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. There's too many phonies out there, man. Like, I just want to like go fight real guys and figure out who's tougher. That's the right way, though. The right way. Yeah. As I'm always told. <laughs> <laughs> the right way. All right, let's wrap this fucking thing up. So it's May 11th at the Vogue, Vancouver, British Columbia. Adam Braidwood versus. Oh man, I. I got Costa Jr., but that's like four names. Like it's like I uh, Bruda Costa Jr. We'll just call him Costa Jr. I got that. It's a long name. Costa Jr. The main yeah. event of Leave Bacter's first show in Vancouver, and it's the first boxing show in Vancouver in twelve years. Hopefully, yeah. there's a fucking live feed, Lee. Yeah, there'll be something. I'm sure. I'll get. Uh, I'll talk to somebody because I know my buddy's filming it. The guy who did those videos, he's bringing his camera there and he's gonna film it. So. Okay, good. I'm sure somebody will be doing something. Because I have fights to go to that night myself. My uh, my nephew's fighting. Oh, cool! Right that on. Tell my son what's up. Mighty yeah, Mouse. Little, little Mighty Mouse. He's fighting, and yeah. along with another one of my kids, they're fighting that night. Oh, so cool. we'll be watching it on the iPad, trying to fucking find it. <laughs> right on yeah we'll figure it out man i'll be in touch rich will have my phone or whatever but i'll arrange something beforehand yeah i would guess your phone's going to be going away here in like 20 yeah, hours to be honest with you i'm in the place right now I'll just give it to him you know i'm gonna read some books do some drawings just chill out man i respect the fact that you read yeah i listen to books on tape more but <laughs> <laughs> it's better itunes yeah all right real quick your sponsors uh, Fuel Motorsports, they're in Chilliwack. They got all your all-terrain vehicles. They got used vehicles, they got mo- uh, motorcycles, dirt bikes, snowmobiles. They've been a huge supporter. Um, we got Reflex Supplements. They give me good supplements and vitamins. Game Ready Fitness, uh, they're always helping. Fit Fix, uh, Meal Prep is huge. Uh, uh, Rival Boxing. Um, we're working on some other deals. We're talking to some people, so we'll just leave it quiet for that for now. Uh, I got, uh, that's everybody. And if you guys want to get a boogeyman hat, go to the final shop podcast.com. All proceeds go to fucking spaying and neutering animals. It's a weird fucking thing, but cool. (laughs) 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 Leave him alone, man. Let me do that. Let them do their thing. Just kidding. That's 10 minutes with the boogeyman. shop podcast today the podcast is brought to you by usg canada they are some of the best gloves in boxing i know other people like rivals cletos 
whatever the titles Everlast. I like USG. They make all my stuff. They make my ring gear. They make my track suits. They're going to be making all of the bad guy stuff here pretty soon, too. We're going to send that over to Howie. So if you guys want to hit up Howie, uh, it's Howie at USGCanada.com and uh, put in your order. We're also brought to you by Onnit. If you're not on it, get on it at Onnit.com forward slash TFS podcast and save 10%. Get some Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech Sport, New Mood. It's the best stuff. We're also brought to you by Supplements King Swift Current. They're my own new personal sponsor, so I go all there for my supplement needs other than the stuff that I get from Onnit. But I just discovered something pretty cool today, and they have a BCAA, and it's it's a soda BCAA, and then I went out and I bought a soda stream. So I'm sitting here with my soda stream root beer BCAA drink today, and I like it. <laughs> All right, let's get into the podcast. If you guys are on YouTube, you can see who it is. She's been on the podcast once before. Um, it's Emmanuel Estevan. She does stuff with Punching Grace. She's going to take over Eye of the Tiger Management at some point, but not quite yet, right? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe? Maybe one day. I like working with my dad, though. <laughs> you're still going to school, correct? No, I'm done school. Oh, good for you. Yes. Yeah, well, for now, anyways, for now. Do you have to go back and, like, upgrade? We'll see. We'll see. That's what people are doing these days, getting all these certificates and uh, who knows. See, I know a lot of people that go to college and university and they get all these diplomas and certificates and they end up flipping burgers at McDonald's. Well, that's the thing. Like, so many people end up studying something and uh, devoting so many years of your life and not even getting to work in the field that you choose. So I'm just happy that I can work and learn a lot in the field that I'm in. Now, with, while you're working with Punching Grace and Eye of the Tiger, you guys got a real busy month coming up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the norm these days to be busy. That's how we like it. But uh, it's a very, very exciting month. Yeah. Uh, you've got the giant Russian. Is he fighting this weekend? No, it's next Friday, May 17th, uh, live on Punch and Grace, of course. And he's facing Jonathan Johnny Rice. Um, he should be a good test. We're hoping for a really, really good fight. It's shaping up to be one. He's known for, you know, he's been against Tony Yoka. He's also fought uh, Mario Heredia twice, uh, won both times. And uh, he's of a similar build and height of Arslan Beck. Mm -hmm. So that should change up the dynamic a little bit in Arslan Beck's uh, approach. But uh, we're hoping for a good fight. And he's the main event, correct? Yes, he is. Okay. He is. No belts on the line? Yes, actually. It's the WBC um, Intercontinental America title, okay. heavyweight title. So it's the first title that he'll be fighting for, uh, a lot on the line. And uh, he's been waiting for this a long time. He's ready. Yeah, if people don't know anything about Arsenal Beck, he's got actually a lot of fights. He really does. Like, when you take his whole amateur career, plus the World Series of Boxing, mm -hmm. You know, his record right now isn't impressive, but when you total all of that, it's a lot, a lot of fights under his belt. Yeah, like when you look at that kind of the World Series of Boxing, it's kind of like a semi-pro thing. Yes, yeah, the fights are very, very similar. 
And the experience is extraordinary. Like uh, some of the fights that he's been in, he's learned so, so much from. It was really, it was a good experience for his development, I think. He's a mountain of a man too. What is he, six (laughs) foot five, six foot six, 260? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That night in the casino, in that little ring, we were wondering if we should reinforce it because between the two boxers only, there's going to be about 500 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Between, right. so it's gonna be wild, yeah. I don't know if you're old enough to remember phone booths. Yes, I do. I do. They're fighting <laughs> in a phone booth, pretty much. But yeah, this, essentially, essentially, it's gonna be tight. <laughs> who else is on that card? Are we gonna see um, Arthur or any of those guys on there? No, Arthur is actually gonna be fighting next on uh, June fifteenth. He's gonna be the co-main event. Um, but the co-main event for May 17th is G-Time, Mathieu Germain, back in action. Um, as well, we're going to have Kim Clavel. We're going to have the pro debut of uh, our no- most recent signature, Andre Efremenko. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, a very, very exciting boxer. He's training with uh, Andre Bupas, who's the, training, uh, tra- the, uh, the trainer for Artem Oganesian. And uh, we've also got another Russian, Arutun Avetisian, uh, Lex and Mathieu, Raphael Courchain, Clovis Drolet. So a lot of, uh, it's going to be a stacked, stacked card. Listen, I'm glad I'm not doing commentary for this one because I would screw I all of those names up. I was just tripping, <laughs> tripping, tripping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, you guys deal with a lot of, I don't want to call them all Russians because they're not, because there's Kazakhs. Yeah. You have a lot of, I don't even know what to call them. I I want to say imports for some reason, but they're not. International talent. That's it. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, we do. We do. We're fortunate to be able to bring them to Canada and uh, expose these guys before they make big names for themselves and uh you know then we see them in the states but we really get to see their beginning developments mm-hmm. and they're so impressive it's like you know boxing is fantastic in canada we're super fortunate but there it's like it's it's almost a religion so they come here and they're like on a next next level hmm. uh, as you know i'm a big fan of sadradine agmedov and artur yeah. they're they're very good and i've had the privilege to watch them both live Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. actually commentate a fight for them. Yes. But I I really like those two and I'm I'm excited to see the new people that you have coming on the show. Mm-hmm. So it'll be good. Um next subject I want to talk to you about you brought up Matthew Germain. Yes. Uh him and Steve Claggett went at it. It was yes. a draw. It, it was a fantastic fight. Great fight. That's probably fight of the year. Yeah, yeah, big time. And then uh Steve went on to fight Ulysses again on the DAZN card that was on Facebook. We'll get into that one later. But sure. are we going to get a Steve Claggett G-Time rematch? We're hoping. We're hoping. I mean, the opponent that was brought for G-Time for next Friday's card has a similar fighting style as Claggett. Mm-hmm. So we're hopefully setting up the eventual rematch. He's uh, He's a fighter, a dangerous fighter. His trainer actually refused him in the past due to the level of uh, adversity that this guy represents. Hmm. He's a heavy hitter. He goes forward. He uh, kind of like Steve, who just who's always on you. So uh, it's we'd love it. We'd love to have the rematch. Steve's got some fans over there in Quebec. He does. He brings out a really good crowd. 
The ambiance that night was crazy. Steve's an interesting character where he he uh, he shows his ups and downs very publicly. Yeah. And uh, after that Ulysses fight, he was very down. And I didn't get to see it. I know. Yeah. It was it was really unfortunate that the Facebook crashed. I didn't get to see it either. We saw the first, I think, was it five rounds? Yeah. Before it blacked out. It's really, really too bad. I really want to rewatch it and see uh, what went down. But, uh, yeah, what a, <laughs> what a blow up. Um, like, is there a recording of it somewhere? I'm assuming that there should be there. There should be on some hard drive somewhere, but, uh, I haven't gotten my hands on it yet. Cause I, I'm close with Steve and I talk to his coaches. They feel they won the fight, Okay. but uh, like normally Manny Montreal all, and I would be going back and forth at each other, like for two weeks arguing, yeah. but we both talked really, we can't say anything. No, that's it. You can't because there's nothing to, to see. That's what's so frustrating about it. Obviously, I'm, I'm biased. I'm happy that you list one. Yeah. But um, I'd love to see the fight for sure. Now, don't get me wrong. If he won, I'm happy for him. I really like him. He's fantastic. Steve's my friend. Yeah. And I, I, I obviously want him to win. It didn't happen. Now, explain to me what a WBA gold world title is. Can you tell me what that is? Basically, it sets you up to fight the current champions in the division. Okay. So it's putting Ulysses in a really, really good position in the way that he's next in line kind of thing. Now, we've got all these different titles. We've got North American titles, international titles, intercontinental titles. Is this mm -hmm. gold world championship higher than those? It's considered to be a world title championship. Okay. champion belt yeah so it's just one step below whoever is yeah. the world champion right basically i didn't understand it because i never heard of it yeah truthfully it's still confusing to me as well but the main points that i got was that it sets ulis up in a really good spot mm -hmm. and it is considered to be a world champion title hey good for him yeah 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 he's gonna get one heck of a fight his next one yes absolutely Absolutely. Best he's player. already asking. He's already, he? yeah, chomping at the bit to get back in the gym. And yeah, he's ready. He's a bit of a character. He really is. That's the best way to put it. He's super, super personable mm -hmm. and funny. He's really, and the more that he gets comfortable, the funnier that he is. He's a, a really genuine kind of guy. Are we going to see Punching Grace back in Edmonton at any time? We'd love to. We'd love to come back. I think a, that it's a definite possibility. Yeah. You guys had a good time last time you were there? Yeah, it was awesome. It was really, really super. I want to go back and do some work with Vincent again. He's fun. Yes, we've got to have you guys back on there. That was super. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you should bring me and Vincent in for June 15th. That would be really cool, too. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see you in Manny, Montreal. That would be a lot of fun, but yes. Manny Manny and I both have very foul language at times. <laughs> We'd have to get the bleep button ready for yeah. you guys. <laughs> Me and Manny would be I, – I, that was uh, a couple months ago we were talking. And that was kind of the dream team that we wanted to do was me and Manny. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely see that happening. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. um, now we'll get into June 15th. You got yes. You guys got one of the – it's not quite as big as another fight you did. 
But uh, one of the biggest heavyweight fights in Canada we can ask for. Uh, Dylan, Big Country Carmen versus Simon Keane, the rematch. Yes. Yeah, we can't wait. We really, really can't wait. This rematch is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's no better way to pump people up, I think, than first of all having the heavyweight division Mm -hmm. as the main event and a rematch. We've got all this history. There's a lot on the line for both of them. It's really, uh, it's going to be a stacked card too. Adam is coming back. We're going to have uh, Artur Ziadinov as uh, the co-main event. Andranik Grigorian is going to be fighting um, uh, Jimenez, who we saw on March 16th against Francois Pratt. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a super, super hefty card. And uh, yeah, we're excited. Can't wait. Uh, you guys have the boogeyman and opponent, right? Um, not that I have been confirmed. I am usually down on the list of people who get those names, <laughs> but <laughs> he will be there. Perfect. Uh, this fight is especially interesting to me because I want to see what Simon does when he comes back from a knockout law. That was a bad knockout. It was, it really was. It was a big eye opener, I think for him. And the kind of the press tour that they did was was interesting too because Dylan's very smart, mm-hmm. and um, Simon Simon had brought up a few things and Dylan kind of shot it down, and Simon didn't have anything to say. Mm-hmm. You got nothing to say? <laughs> no. Well, I I do I do and I don't. I, it was a weird press tour. I find yes. Because Simon's the kind of guy, first of all, we've got to look at the language barrier too, right? Mm -hmm. Like English is not his strong suit. So, and I think at this point also Simon is really ready. He just wants to handle it in the ring. I think he's, he's kind of had enough with the mental, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how to put it, but, uh, he's really ready to put it on all on the line. He knows how much is at stake. And uh, what he has to say will be said in the ring. Well, he's, basically, he's saying talks cheap. Let's fight. Exactly. Exactly. I, I respect that, but at the same time, he has to respect the fact that he also has to sell that fight. It's in his hometown. Yes. Yeah. It really. It honestly, the sales are going well. We're very, very oh, happy yeah. about it. I think that uh, as the weeks go on. Uh, there'll be more and more kind of hype, but there's been so much going on in our camp that uh, the focus has been, you know, the uh, the light limelight has been put aside a little bit. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there for sure. Because I've had Dylan on the show a couple times to talk yes. about it. He's got a yeah. regular little spot on the show now because we've <laughs> we've actually become friends, which is weird because our relationship started off very heated. Okay. Okay. If you remember a couple of years ago when Adam went on that tear of calling everybody out in Canada. Yes. There was Simon, Dylan, Raymond Audible, Wally, Chris Norad. And, uh, well, everybody found out that I was the maker of most of that nonsense. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and they got angry at me, which is fine. I deserve it. Yeah. But, uh, well, there we, you go. it's fine. But, uh, we, we became friends. He's a very nice guy. I like him. He's gonna win. <laughs> I don't know if I can agree with you on that point. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, ha- we we haven't had any luck on any of our bets though. 
I know. I know. We have been unlucky. Yeah, it's true. So I don't think we should do it on this one. Okay, fair. Fair. Because I think we need a clear-cut winner. Yes. And the and the winner moves on. And mm-hmm. then I think the winner should probably fight Braidwood. I think that would be fun. Because Braidwood's fighting this weekend. Yes. He, he's he got is. a good test. Yes, it will be. I was looking up his opponent today, actually, and I was like, okay, okay, this is going to be very exciting. He's fought some world champions, some mm-hmm. some guys that have fought world champions. Uh, yeah. He's, he's obviously not a world champion, but he's a tough dude. He's yeah. big. And at that, at that yeah. weight class, if you get hit, it's over. Yeah, yeah. Anything can happen in the heavyweight division, like we've seen. It's really, uh, yeah. yeah. But the I wish Simon all the best, and I hope that he doesn't get hurt. Cause, you know, the real winners are really the fans. In this case, exactly. a fight like this, like it doesn't come around uh, every every all the time. So no. it's really going to be fun. We've got two world-class guys that are yeah. getting ready to take the next step in their career. And exactly. this will be the fight that either shoots them up or shoots them back down. Basically, yeah. Now, yeah. Wh- what do we have on the line for this fight? Uh, what do you mean? So th- there's going to be a belt on the line. Is it Dylan's belt? Or are we bringing in a new belt? Or are we doing multiple belts? To be honest, I'm not 100% sure of the belt situation. But I think it's more the weight of what this fight represents for both fighters. Like you said, it's kind of like the last step, the last chance. There's so much on the line for either one of them that, uh, you know, you can't make any mistakes. You can't not give your 150% in training. It's now or never, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Mr. David Lemieux, what happened to him? It was an injury, injured hand, unfortunately. Yeah, no, we were really, really, really disappointed about that for him. I like David. I was looking forward to that. Yeah, no, we really were. He was ready. He was working hard in the gym. Ryder was going to be a good opponent. It was going to be a good fight. But, uh, yeah, very unlucky, basically. Unfortunately, when you hit as hard as David Lemieux, you – Hands are very yeah. fragile, and if they're not yeah. taped or wrapped or or you don't have the right ounce of glove on, something bad can happen very quickly. For sure. The slightest little yeah. shift, anything can outweigh the balance, and it's really – we were unlucky. Is he okay now? Yeah, he's working on uh, getting back 100%. We're hoping that he's back sooner rather than later. And, uh, you know, we were excited to see him at 168. It was going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> David at 168, super fun. Yes, big time. Um, and I want to backtrack back to this DAZN Facebook Live thing. Yeah. Now, when I look at the the promotion that was putting that fight on, mm-hmm. they probably should have had their ducks in a row. I agree. I agree. I think that a lot of the focus was put on May 4th. Mm-hmm. And in the couple weeks before that, that it was a little bit uh, brushed off, maybe. But, uh, I mean, I don't blame them. May 4th was probably the biggest event in boxing of the year. Mm -hmm. So it's a crazy, crazy, crazy amount of work. But I agree, I would have liked to have been able to see the whole fight. I'll tell you, I was was upset. Yeah. Because I watched it from beginning to end because I didn't know when Steve was going to come on. 
Yeah. Now, yeah. I went I went through the box rec and I looked at the fights. There was way more fights on that card than was registered on box rec. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I was so mad. I just sat through 49 fights that I didn't want to watch. Yeah. None of them were really any good. I know. Especially when you're waiting for something, there's nothing worse. Yeah. And then the, the feed went down. Now, you do work in a live streaming environment with Punching Grace. Mm-hmm. And you probably know more than me about what goes on to keeping these streams and feeds alive. Mm-hmm. But maybe Facebook isn't the greatest place of all time to be hosting these kind of things. Um, we haven't done a Facebook live of that extent, mm-hmm. you know, where it's supposed to reach that many people. So I'm not a hundred percent sure on what the logistics of it are, but personally, what we do for our events is, uh, we'll get our own internet basically yeah, just for the fight so that we can be sure that, you know, if there is a problem, we know exactly where it's coming from. We know how to fix it. And basically you know we're we've got all our ducks in a row you've got tech people on site that oh are, yeah yeah big time that big are time. monitoring a team working on it coordinating making sure that everything is live i even will open my phone on to punching grace during the event like as uh, as my membership to make sure that everything is running smoothly we've got a clear image uh there's no lagging so we're really, we make sure that everything is good, top-notch quality broadcast for our viewers. So I've never had a problem watching anything on Punch and Grace, but mm-hmm. I did tune into the zone for the Canelo Jacobs fight. Okay. And I had an issue with it lagging. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and I have, my internet is on steroids. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. The, the worst thing to me that I can imagine happening is talking to somebody like yourself on Skype, recording it, and then all of a sudden it goes down. Yeah, it's very, very frustrating. Now, yeah. I can't help if the power goes out. That's, no. That's unavoidable. Yeah. But yeah. I do pay extra money to have the most ridiculous internet of all time. Yeah, yeah. It, it works. So when you're sure of your internet connection, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I get people that come on like, oh, you're cutting out. I'm like, well, it's not me, man. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can be sure of that. <laughs> My internet could probably fuel the whole street. Yeah. But I was just, I was more curious as to what kind of a speed that you guys need to have to be able to project something of the quality that you guys shoot out. Um, The exact number is not coming to mind right now, but we always run speed tests. And I think that the average is around 21 MBPS. Could that be it? So 21 Uh, megabytes per second upload speed. That's what you would need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the average of what we have as a connection going. Mm -hmm. Obviously it can drop as low to like three, four, five, and then, you know, that's when you know that you're in trouble, but uh, it can even go higher. But I believe that's the average recommended speed. To run a Skype call takes three megabytes per second minimum. Mm-hmm. Now, this stupid thing I have is 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you've you got a fantastic connection. Yeah. Now, my download speed is obviously way. It's like 175. But wow. That, okay. But that doesn't matter when it comes <laughs> yeah. to this, right? It, it, it has no bearing on this. No, that's the thing. Yeah. 
but is what let's stop talking weirdness. Um, I watched a, a video on your Instagram and you were jumping a horse. Yes. Yeah. I'm so happy. I got back into it. Now, are yeah. you, you going to compete? I might. I might. It's uh, it's to see, depending on uh, my horse's temperament, honestly, <laughs> because she's a fantastic horse. I ride her only a very little bit. I share her with my sister. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd love to get back in the show ring just even once to see, just to prove it to myself, basically, you know, that you can take a, bri- a break and then get back into it. But uh, she's a bit neurotic (laughs) literally so we have to see depending on the day how she's feeling we even have to give her something that's called chill on the day of shows (laughs) to make sure that she takes it easy and uh it's legal it's legal they sell it in in, yeah like anywhere that uh, you can get horse supplements and uh but yeah, it's all going to depend on her temperament, and uh, we'll go from there one step at a time. Why did you stop? Um, I got busy. I got very busy with school work, and uh, I took up a bit of boxing. Um, yeah, I got a mean left hook. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, big time. But it was uh, it was training, but it was intense training. Okay. So I uh, I wasn't really planning on fighting or anything, but uh, I just I really wanted to get good at it and to know like what it feels like to be in a ring. You know, you got to back your word up a little bit. Oh, so shit. that so you could box a bit, a little bit. I can throw a really good punch. This I don't is, know if I can box. This is so interesting <laughs> to me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's I really loved it. It's fantastic workout. I still do it to to keep in shape, but I was really I was working with a coach from Underdog Boxing Gym in Montreal. I love him, really love his work. Um, but it was just something different. I was riding for about 10 years and wanted to try something out. Now, there's money to be made in this jumping thing, right? Uh, it depends. You have to get to like a certain level, but then yes, you can make certain amounts of money, but it basically won't cover your cost of going to the show. So I feel like keeping a horse is very expensive. It is. And it's not the actual horse. That's really the big, uh, the big expense. It's the upkeep, the equipment, the vet bills, the board, the, the, the training. It really adds up fast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people watch show jumping and I kind of, I don't want to say slough it off, mm-hmm. but it's different and I it's don't, scary. I don't understand <laughs> it, but I feel like there'd be a lot of training that would go into that. Yes. And for that level, the ones that you see like on Facebook or on TV, the horses that are competing in there are like amazing athletes. They've got teams of professionals working with them day in day out to make sure that they're well taken care of like an athlete a professional mm-hmm. athlete but yeah you've got to be really physically able to handle that kind of work and you've got to be brave <laughs> to go over those big fences and hope that you don't your horse doesn't trip at the last second and boom you know it's uh, yeah it's very fast 
Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the rider would have to maintain a lot too, because if your weight fluctuated, that would affect the horse, correct? Yeah, it is important. It is important to keep fit and um, core work is something hugely important for horseback riders because that's where you get your balance. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you put your feet in those stirrups, but I mean, if you've got a strong horse that's plowing onto a jump, you've got to be able to follow and, and react quickly. A lot of those horses that are doing those high-level competitions are also very um, they can be very strong and nervous and jumpy. So you've got to be able to kind of tame that and work with it. So yeah, your physical level has to be matching them. What's the highest jump you've ever gone over? Oh, it's nothing impressive. <laughs> I think I've done about a three foot three oxer. So there's like two rails and you fly distance rather than height. So you're shooting but for a, like a long jump. Yes, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's my, my top. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had any interest in, in doing barrels? Um, yes and no. Because I've... Uh, the horse that we've been riding has uh, a tendency to turn corners extremely quickly. <laughs> and so when it's not anticipated... It's not fun. Like, you want to hold on for dear life. It's really not my cup of tea. <laughs> uh, what is this but horse's name? My horse's name is Dash. Dash. Yeah, it's short for Dash of Pepper because she's white with little black spots. <laughs> and what kind of horse is she? She's a Hanoverian. So she's a breed of warm blood. Okay. She's massive. She's 17.2 uh, hands. Yeah, she's a really big girl. That's a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a dinosaur. She's like a big friendly dinosaur. I don't know if a lot of people are going to know what 17.2 hands mean, but that's freaking huge. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Like basically the base of her neck is 6'1". So her head keeps going up. So do you have like a stepladder to get on her? Yeah, 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 you have to. <laughs> three steps <laughs> oh you're serious i was joking yeah, serious oh, okay. yeah we have it's called a mounting block and we absolutely need it really yeah because yep. you're not terribly tall i'm average height i'm like five eight well compared to six one at the neck yeah <laughs> yeah. Horse is yeah. Huge. no you really feel like you you're going on an elevator basically uh, what would this horse weigh um, I'd say about 1,200 pounds. Yeah, but lean muscle, lean. So I, I'm not going to get you to tell everybody your weight, but <laughs> no. we, got a, we got a small lady jumping on a 1,200-pound animal. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Yeah. Yes, it really is, but it's fun. It's fun, and you develop a bond with the horse. Like Once everything starts clicking, yeah. it's very rewarding. They have little personalities. Oh, big time, big time. She's like a dog. Like, she'll lick my face, literally. Ew. And horse tongue is not like dog tongue. Like, it's big and slimy. And no, thank it's, you. Yeah, it's not as cute. No, that's not cute at all. Now, I no. did see that. I did see that horse headbutt you. Yes. She actually almost gave my sister a concussion because of a headbutt. Yeah, yeah. Not on purpose, but she's so big and doesn't realize it. My sister was just standing, and then the horse twitched. 
right into her head. <laughs> so Jeez. she was a little dizzy and off kiltered for a couple of days. <laughs> I would guess so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to boxing. Let's wrap yeah. this thing up. Anyway, half an hour. We were going to attack you on with the boogeyman. Okay. But what, what's the date of the next week's show? May 17th. Main event. Arslanbek Mahmoudov against Jonathan Rice. Co-main event. Um, Mathieu Germain against uh, Lopez. And now, can you rename every foreigner that's on that card? I'm, yes, I'm kidding. I <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it's going to take me a little while, though. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, then the next show is June 15th. It's Dylan Carmen with the rematch with Simon Keen. Yes. Who else we got? We got Artur. Artur Ziadinov, Kim Clavel, Vincent Thibault, Andranik Gregorian. The Boogeyman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we don't have anything after that lined up, right? We do. We have June 29th in uh, Thetford Mines. Oh, well, tell me about that one now. Yes, it's going to be at the Thetford Mines Stadium. So we're hoping, if it's nice weather, it's going to be outside in the baseball stadium. Yeah, it's uh, Sébastien Roy, whose uh, his hometown is Thetford Mines. He's going to be the main event. We're going to have Sadruddin Akhmedov back in action, as well as uh, Artem Oganesian, Lexin Mathieu, uh, Raphael Kourchen, uh, Norzat Sabirov, and uh, yeah, that's it for now. You guys are so busy, I can't even keep up with it all. I anymore. know, I know. I can hardly remember myself, too. But that will be on Punching Grace. So it's going to be another part of the package nice. live. And uh, it should be a really interesting night of boxing. Are all of them on Punching Grace? Uh, all the fights? Like Dylan and Simon? That's all. No, Dylan and Simon are going to be on TVA. Damn it, why? Again. Yeah, I know, I know. Why? But uh, all the others, Punching Grace. I'm going to have to call TVA Sports and get them to send me videos because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't find Dylan versus Simon 1 anywhere. Oh, no. Yeah. I want to rewatch it. I know. I know. Yeah. Whatever. Other than June 15th, guys, tune in to punchinggrace.com. I believe it's still $11 a month, but yeah. you pay quarterly, so it's $33 for three months. It's cheap. And yeah, it's, it's worth it. It's fantastic. Great. I'm glad. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much again for coming back on the show. It's always a pleasure talking to you. You too as well. Thank you for having me, Tanner. Just hang on two seconds. I'll shut all this nonsense off, but that's the final <laughs> shot.